calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, now, what was the first thing you said this morning at the breakfast table? First thing? That's right. First thing I say every morning. What's that? Yeah. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. Ah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Check this out. Ready on dirt. Yeah! Radio under. Ideas are in the air. We don't own them. We're just merely a vessel. George Clooney was a bad man of insufficient quality. Yeah, I said it. And now. Did somebody say crank up the volume? No one said crank up the volume. Damn it! Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Monday morning, the 26th of November. It feels like it should be December, doesn't it? It does, yes. Maybe as you go past the Thanksgiving weekend, I feel like it should be December. And now we got a few more straggler days of November. Sort of lop through. off the end of November and just well, carry just, to it? I'm just saying it feels weird. You're saying it's like November's placenta. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to put it in those terms. <laughs> but okay. after birth of November. All right. Hey, uh, K-Rox Kevin. <laughs> right. Well, so early. Right. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> hey, K-Rox Jensen. Uh-huh. Hi, hi. Morning. Hey, Allie. Hey, Rian. What's, uh, what's happening uh, with you two? How was everything, Allie? Uh, everything was good, Bean. How was the Lacey Chabert movie? Oh, real good. Thank you for asking. What was it called? Yeah. Which one was it? Um, that one was something about Pride and Prejudice. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Like Pride and Prejudice and Santa or something. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And a cookie. <laughs> something, yeah. It was wonderful. Thanks for asking. How was that Lacey Chabert movie? Is a question no one's asked ever. Well, right? you should ask that all the time during Christmas because she is the She's Christmas queen. queen of Hallmark yeah. movies. Well, her and Candace Cameron Bure. Yeah. And right. Alicia Witt. But I said too much. Um, <laughs> Allie had plans that she was excited about on Friday night and then realized she couldn't go because the Lacey Chabert movie was on and she needed to watch it live. Are you kidding? Like, no, my friend said, listen, we're going to meet in Los Feliz around 8. And I texted back and I'm like, oof, I'll see you probably after that. Gotta watch this one. It was the first Lacey Chabert of the season. She means Christmas. At some point in the future, and I know this sounds ridiculous, they're gonna make a little machine that you can record TV shows. No. No. Then you can go out and meet your friends. What? And come back and watch it later. I know it sounds futuristic and ridiculous. That's a future I wanna live in. Right? Sounds great. You can only watch stuff live. Uh, no, Which I'm are... saying in the future, B. Mm-hmm. In the future, oh, well, there's a we'll little all, box that will we'll all be dead okay. by the time they get sure. to there. All right. Look, I'm just wait, still waiting for a fourth channel. You know what I mean? I mean, th- three seems like enough, but one day somebody's going to come along and put a fourth channel on the air <laughs> while, while we're dreaming, right? <laughs> sure. Hey, uh, let's do a little How Does the Story End, shall we? How does the story end, my friend? Friend. 
does this story end? I love this one, and I think you guys will too. We've all seen Storage Wars, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Storage Wars is where somebody comes up and bids on somebody's storage facility, a, 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 a room that has expired. They've. They- <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. Go ahead with that. Welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> somebody is renting a, a storage room. Unit. Has expired. <laughs> somebody it has a date on it, and you have to eat it by a certain day. Facility. Smell this. Does this smell okay? Yeah. Hey, does stop. this room smell weird? And they stop. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little. Uh, how does the story end? Shall we? Sure. How does the story end? You guys all know Storage Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that show? Yep. How does the story end? <laughs> so somebody rents a storage facility, but then for whatever reason, they stop paying the rent on it, and it goes to auction. So mm-hmm. people show up on a Saturday morning, and they go, hey, uh, I don't know what's in this storage unit, but I'm willing to put down $300 for it. And then you don't know. You could go in there. It could be packed with antiquities, or it literally could be empty. There could be nothing in the storage unit. You don't know. Well, that's what happened. This is Dan Dotson, who is uh, one of the auctioneers on Storage Wars. And here's the story he told recently. Call it a modern-day treasure hunt. 145, sir. 135 there. 145. Bidding on abandoned storage units without knowing what's inside. Dan Dotson, an auctioneer on the popular A&E show Storage Wars, recalled on Facebook being at an event earlier this month when a woman approached him. She says, I want to tell you this story. My husband works for a guy, and he bought a unit from you, and it had a safe in it. But this wasn't just any safe. Inside the safe, normally they're empty, but this time it wasn't empty. Okay, so you you feel like you scored if you buy a storage unit and there's a safe in it, right? Yeah. Sure. Sure. What was in the safe? A human head. It's a great guess. Thank I like you. it. Thank you. It's a great guess. Kevin, I it. what was in the safe? Why would you be he paid $500 for it. What was in the safe? Uh, gold bars. Gold yeah. bars. Mm-hmm. All right. Jensen. Well, I mean, I, I'd i say cash because that's what I put in a safe when I Who Where's your cash? safe? What you part of the house safe? is your safe in? <laughs> okay, so I put it in my bedroom. <laughs> it's in the closet but under a latch. Does it so. ever expire? <laughs> <laughs> Let's... Uh, Let's find out what was in the safe, you Come guys. On, it had $7.5 million. $7.5 million in cold, hard cash. $7.5 million. Oh, wow. How does the story in the safe? End? Well, we're about to ask that question. But the story has another twist. Mm. Dotson says the new owners got a call from an attorney representing the safe's original owners. How about beat it, kid? Right? Right? That's up to auction. They can't come back and claim it now. Yes, that's what I think. Look, they didn't pay the the unit fee, and they lost it. And somebody else bought it legally and owns it. But But who's they? Well, this is the thing, and they don't explain who. But let's talk about... If somebody is putting seven and a half million dollars in a safe in a in a U-Haul, something's wrong. Very it, shady. It is. Uh, yeah, yeah it's drug cartel or something, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, leads me more to believe that the rightful owner should keep the money. Oh, you mean because it's like illegal and why give it yeah, back? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Except I'd be scared and have to like have security around my home. And then a human head. Yeah. Well, I forgot about the human head. Yeah. 
And then I guess if you also, now that I'm thinking about it out loud, if you also keep that money and now other people know about it, Mm -hmm. maybe that gets on the Fed's radar Mm -hmm. and maybe they can come in and claim it all. Oh, because right. it's illegally gotten, right? But and is you it haven't a, paid taxes mm, on is it? Is it illegally else. gotten though? Yeah, that's my question. Is it was a legal auction, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever's in there doesn't matter where it came from, really. No, if you buy something that turns out to be stolen, I think people can still take it back from you, even oh, though you didn't absurd. know it was stolen. Yeah. You know. So anyway, well, all right. So attorney, why don't people just keep their mouth shut? Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's in the safe? Uh, no, deodorant? Idea. <laughs> right? no idea. Have an open deodorant's it. a good guess, though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, gotta go. Well, well, because the human head starts to smell sure. bad. So, you, mm. all right. So, attorney from the previous owners, the people who left the storage unit, the laps. They call requesting their money back. They offered six hundred thousand, then oh. they doubled it to one point two million dollars, and I guess they gave them back six point three million dollars. Why would you do that? What? Yes, they said, hey, $600,000 we'll give you as a finder's fee, essentially. Give us the rest of our money back. And the people who bought it said no. And they said, how about $1.2 million? And they said, okay. So they gave back $6 million. No. That's a terrible episode of that show. Yeah. I think so, too. But how, what if someone just showed up at your house? And, like, I'm sure some stuff happened. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, like they just threatened or yeah. something? Yeah. You just get a phone call. Right. Right. Like, hey, yeah. hey, can we have most of our money back? Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Sure. Yeah, sure. And on the phone, they're like, we want to double it to 1.2, and we know your grandma lives in Montebello. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, they hit them with one last sentence. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> on social media, Dotson asked viewers what they would do. One wrote, I would feel too guilty if I kept it. Another said, if they had that much money, why didn't they pay for the storage unit? For one lucky treasure hunter, the find of a lifetime. I don't feel good about th- their decision at all. No, I don't either. Yeah. That and reporter's I... dead now, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just feel like they uh, they owned it. They got they owned it legally. So yeah, that's I mean, a bad I, choice. I would. Mm. That's not what I would have done. I mean, I would have used some of that money to get a new identity and leave the country so that sure. I, so that the drug cartel couldn't track me down. For some reason, that's always at the top of Bean's list. <laughs> <laughs> I think he I might mean, be on the lam. I mean, if I split a fingernail, I think, how can I right. leave the country under an assumed name? <laughs> so anyway, kids, that's how the story ends. That's how the story ends. And um, there are also the billions of people who buy... Um, those lots and get nothing. Yeah, they just get like nothing. socks. And they're, right, and they're all upset. It. That shows great. People just go through one of those storage units and be like, oh, used underwear, six bucks. Uh, <laughs> a, a lampshade, five bucks. And they, they just make up numbers as they're going through it. And they're like, oh, got $300 in here. No, you don't. Never seen an episode, never want to. Oh, you're better off. Yep. I'm not interested. Yeah. It's, yep. Yeah, it's that yep guy. Yeah. That guy's super annoying as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Do we care? Yep. Uh, great news because it's Monday. We're going to talk to Andrew Siciliano from the NFL Network about an NFL Week 12 recap. Mm-hmm. We have uh, bad things said at Thanksgiving. Mm, I've been dreading this one. Good times. <laughs> I did say something this before we went on break that's happened at one of my Thanksgivings, and now I'm nervous to say it, but I'm going to. Do you want to just tease it with that? An uncle you said, should. An uncle, you shouldn't, Jets. All right, all right. An uncle did something bad at a Thanksgiving dinner. Bye. <gasps> Did he whip it out? No. <laughs> oh. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> you got a very different Thanksgiving. Right? Got it. I need to have different Thanksgivings. People are dumb on the show today. 
Uh, Omar is crazy with his Christmas lights. I don't know what's going on with him, but yeah. I'm really glad I'm not he one of his neighbors. Griswold. He's crazy, he is. <laughs> uh, we've also got uh, tickets to the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas, plus Bud Light backstage passes nice. for, for night one and for night two. Is that correct, Bean? I haven't checked. I haven't checked either. Okay. All right. So just, uh, we're going to give away some tickets for that. So just take I'm uh, waiting on my paperwork. No paperwork. I don't okay. know if anybody, I don't know if our, our staff is still uh, on holiday. No, I, I think uh, their office expired. <laughs> 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 we'll be right back with what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie, we're so glad you're back on what's happening. Oh, Was that geez, Jensen guy in here? Right oh, here. He, uh, he burned it to the ground. Oh, man. Sorry about that. Here's oh, a... Hey, Here's one example. And now, a moment with Jensen. Super sad. The 90s boy band was popular in the 90s. Uh, and that's, Wait, say that sentence again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not worth a poll, just for the record. <laughs> that was a moment with Jensen. <laughs> I mean, that's what we had to deal with, Ali. I mean, come on. I mean, and to take away from the death of the guy from LFO and joke about it. You right. guys are awful. Chinese yeah. food made him sick. <laughs> Very insensitive. <laughs> and now, a moment with Jensen. Super sad. The 90s boy band was popular in the 90s. Uh, and that's... Wait, say that sentence again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not worth a poll, just for the record. <laughs> that was a moment with Jensen. 5.53, let's find out what's happening here on this Monday morning. Here's Alec. Not to get in the weeds with LFO, but... Two guys, like right. three, two dead of, three? of cancer? It's a yeah. curse. That's awful. Jensen, how many of the fat boys are alive? Uh, two. One. Oh, so they only lost one. Okay. Yeah, and one, but one's very, very skinny. Lost, Is that true? Lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he became a personal trainer. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> Swear to God. Yeah, one of them's like super buff. You're playing Mad Libs now. <laughs> no, it really is. <laughs> cool. Tune in to Kevin and Bean for more <laughs> Fat Boys trivia. <laughs> I like it. Any of you see any movies over this long holiday weekend? Did not. I saw uh, Babe. What is it? Beautiful boy. Beautiful boy. Oh God! Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It is a real tearjerker. Yeah. yeah. How did you not see any movies with four days, Kevin? Had a bunch of family, and then we would make plans, and then somebody else would go. Oh, let's do something else, and go. All right, that's okay. okay. That's cool. wow, because there were a bunch you Never wanted to see to. too. Yeah. yeah, it was a huge, huge weekend at the box office. Ralph breaks the internet, and Creed two led the way, delivering the highest grossing Thanksgiving box office. Ever. Whoa. Disney's animated Ralph sequel starring John C. Riley and Sarah Silverman grossed 84.5 million bucks over five days. Wow. That's the second biggest Thanksgiving opening ever. And then coming in at number two, Creed 2, of course, with Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Stallone, brought in 55.8 million over the five days. That's the most that a live action film has ever brought in over the Thanksgiving holiday. Huh. All right. That's shocking. Not so, bad. so what you're saying is the weekend is ripe for a movie maybe even about Thanksgiving? Like an Eli Roth horror movie? Uh, mm. Don't get us started on that. Just saying. There's an open lane. Sure. Had it. Do it. Had it. Do uh, it. Number three. Dr. Seuss the Grinch. $30.2 million. That's not bad. Wow. Fantastic Beasts. Crimes of Grindelwald. $29.7 million. That's not a lot. That movie. I mean, it's been out for a little bit, but that weekend too. This is number okay. four that's okay. made almost thirty million dollars. That's pretty yeah. that's a big drop off, though. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, thirteen point nine million, rounding that out. That has the had top some five. staying power. That movie. It really has, really has. You guys, Green Book. Was this the um, the premiere? 
weekend? That, that is week Did one. Did it debut? Yeah, yeah Green Ooh. Book. But it's wow. not. Go- but I don't think it's going for big, big box office numbers. Well, good because it came in at number nine with yeah. five point four million. Yeah, I don't think it's. I want to see that. I do too. What is that's it? The, that's the Vigo um, Mortensen and Marshall Mich- Ali. Yeah, Mara Hashal, I don't know. Oof, yeah, boy. Vigo's Marshall playing. Ali. It's yeah. it's like a driving uh, driving Miss Daisy. He's uh, he's dry. He's a white man who is driving a black musician around the South during the civil rights era, and it's uh, a, a, a budding friendship between yeah. the two. I saw a great tweet. Do we really need another story about one white guy that was nice in the sixties? <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of white guys, yes, uh, you know I I generally I don't go to the theaters as often as uh, you guys do, mm-hmm. but I did finally see. Black Klansman over the weekend. Oh, wow. Oh. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. I have, I have not. I have, I have, yeah. It's incredible. It is. Yeah. It is the best thing Spike Lee has done, I think, in 30 years. And the performances are amazing. And uh, Harry Belafonte just blew my mind how great he was in that movie. Uh, really, really recommend it. It's on demand right now. Uh, and you, you'll want to own the Blu-ray, Jets, and it's real good. Oh, well, that, that's high praise. I did see Boy Erased. Mm-hmm. Oh, how's that? Really good. That's the uh, Nicole Kidman gay conversion therapy movie? Yes. Uh, Joel Edgerton directed it, who made The Gift last year, which I love, and he's also in it. But I will tell you, K-Rock artist Flea is in that movie. Is no. that right? He is a killer. He's wow. so good. He should be acting all the time. Flea. Yeah, and Troy Savon. Both very, very good wow. in that movie. Oh, wow. yeah. Worth seeing. That seems like a hard watch. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it does. I, I watched that in Beautiful Boy this weekend, so I wow. was in a real mood. Yeah. <laughs> a boy mood, some would say. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. All I'm right, always in good, a boy mood, is what I'm saying. Some good recommendations there. <laughs> right? Uh, hey, Bean, did you see Black Klansman in a theater? No, it's on demand. Oh, okay. How because else can he bring okay. us this timely review? <laughs> I was going to say, it's weird it's still in the theater. And then my follow-up was going to be, were you like looking around the whole time? Like, not me. Uh, Guys, this one weekend, of the good ones. This weekend also I saw a movie you all should see. It's, I don't know if it's new. It's Citizen Kane. Uh, it's mm. a good movie. Huh. Yeah. I haven't heard of it. It just came out? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not on demand. You did. Okay. Uh-huh. Kevin won't see it. It's in black and white. Right. That's true. All right, guys. Why do some people tune out? (laughs) You guys, Toy Story 4. Uh, Sure, we've got a while to wait. It comes out June 21st, 2019. But Tim Allen was on Jimmy Fallon, and he told us about one of the new toys. (gasps) Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is going to be in Toy Story 4. I bet he's a wooden soldier. Wow. I mean, <laughs> you just because with you the... because you find him dull, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Try not back to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. So uh, that's pretty interesting. Mm. He also said some other things uh, during that interview that I'll fill you in um, in a little bit. It, it uh, it's going to make you look at the movie The Santa Claus a lot differently. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. Is it butt stuff? It's butt stuff. <laughs> Santa loves it in the butt. Yep. Some birthdays for you. Rita Ora, Tina Turner, Natasha Bedingfield, DJ Khaled, and Dave. Avery Bradley, guard for the first place LA Clippers. Yes. <laughs> I it mean. It's time. I mean. I like that he puts first place in there. It's really cute. <laughs> and that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. You know what I found out? People are dumb. Dumb. Uh, First story comes to us from Mississippi. A man crashes his truck into the courthouse for very bizarre reasons. Drove his truck into the courthouse on purpose. Okay. 
Okay. That's uh, not going to make a good impression with the judge for whatever reason he's there. Doesn't ram the outside of the building, but goes inside the building with his truck. Okay. Um, 28-year-old Keith Cavalier told the officers he intentionally crashed into the Harrison County Courthouse. Can I guess? Sure. No parking out front. (laughs) Said he did it on purpose because it was the best way to let them know his drug paraphernalia had been stolen. Oh, no. Now, how does that even make sense? Uh, It doesn't. You can check my truck right now, right here. It's right here. My drug paraphernalia is gone. He did did make it convenient for the officers by bringing the truck to them. Sure, that's true. He didn't make them travel. Uh, No one was hurt. He's been charged with driving under the influence of uh, and malicious mischief because of damage to the building. Oh, that's an odd charge. Yeah, I kind of like it. (laughs) Uh, Florida man breaks into restaurant, strips naked, eats noodles, plays bongos. I'm sorry. All that? That's the the headline. Uh, Uh, What state was this in, Kevin? Florida. Stay stay in your lane, buddy. (laughs) Look, half of my people in dumb stories come out of Florida, too. (laughs) Florida man breaks into restaurant, strips naked, eats noodles, plays bongos. Okay, Uh, this comes out of St. Petersburg, Florida. According to the Tampa Bay Times, a Petersburg police officer was investigating a break-in at a restaurant, and he was looking through the surveillance video that showed a burglar breaking in, eating a plate of chicken wings, drinking a (laughs) beer inside the kitchen, and stole $500 worth of tips and laptop and a tablet and filling up another bag with beer. So while the cops were there, they went back into the security footage and looked a little bit earlier, one day before, mm-hmm. and that's when they found the second guy, this guy. Um, apparently, it shows a different man riding his bike up to the restaurant, uh, pedaling around the parking lot for 10 minutes, and then slipping in through the back gate. He opens the door to his shed after wandering around for a bit and removes a set of bongos. Now, that's question one. He's riding a bike. Mm-hmm. Is where the bongos in the shed? Was he carrying the bongos on yeah. the on the bike? And why would that be the one? I mean, I don't know what else was in the shed, but why would that be the thing he'd steal? Why would there be bongos in the shed? Mm-hmm. Another good question. I don't know. The man gains ex- uh, access to the restaurant uh, and exits naked. He sits in one of the restaurant's picnic tables and digs into a, pow- uh, a bowl of instant ramen noodles. Which he brought with him. Wow. He brought food with him to break into the restaurant. Okay. The video also shows him playing the bon- bongos while nude. <sighs> Police identified the homeless man who played the bongos in his birthday suit, but his name is not being released to the public. The restaurant is not pressing charges on the homeless man because he meant no harm and didn't actually steal anything from the restaurant. Oh, he no. just wanted to play his bongos in the nude. Sometimes you, you, you know, some people right. just have an entertaining uh, streak in them. You know right. what I mean? They just, exactly. They want to. They, they want to perform. He doesn't know why. He just needs to play bongos. Well, That's right. Like like your dance or die. This guy is robbing noodles naked, <laughs> playing the bongos guy. <laughs> uh, next story comes out of Augusta, Georgia. A Georgia man is accused of breaking into an Augusta home, rummaging around, and then jumping naked into the bed with the two residents. Seems very friendly. It seems like if you're going to break into a house, maybe avoid the people that are in the house. But he did take off his clothes before he jumped. Oh, God. He's all about love. 29-year-old Christopher Lindner has been arrested on charges including criminal uh, trespassing. He broke in last week, jumped into bed with the couple who were awake and watching TV. (laughs) Hey, what do you guys watch? (laughs) You guys got Netflix? (laughs) You guys got that Storage Wars? Did you see that guy? (laughs) Um, they fled. Uh, he they fled the home. So 
So dude jumps in bed naked. The couple that owns the house runs. They leave the house and get out. So now he's got the run of the place. No, no. He's chasing them. Oh, oh I see. All I right. don't know why he's chasing them, but they're running down the street and naked man is chasing them. Um, it says responding deputies found Linder lying in a uh, roadway after he fled. Authorities approached him again and an aggressive Lindner was pepper sprayed to no effect. Oh, that's some strong stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linder then tried to enter a law enforcement vehicle, which was hit with a me- when he was hit with a metal baton and arrested. So he was trying to get into the cop car. He was trying to break into the cop car before being arrested. A lot of bad decisions. Right? Why, why does everybody hate naked people in your report here today? The report says Linder admitted being on meth. What? Uh, what a surprise, right? And this is my favorite. This comes out of Wisconsin. Um, Racine, man allegedly tries to eat marijuana cigars while handcuffed. Oh, dear. <laughs> a, uh, a man named Daquan D-Day, that's his nickname, mm-hmm. D-Day, uh, Javai Burns, 23, allegedly tried to run away from police officers on Monday, but was caught. Uh, a Racine, uh, Racine County Sheriff's Office deputy conducted a traffic stop. The guy goes up, he checks his information, the guy gives him a false name, cop goes back to his car, and then the guy just jumps out and makes a run for it. Deputies return to the vehicle. They saw him running on foot. The deputy gave chase and uh, eventually used a taser twice to bring him down. Uh, The deputy reported that while trying to restrain Burns, the suspect continued to resist and refused to put his hands behind his back after multiple commands. After complying with their demands, eventually... He was brought back to the squad car, and they put his hands behind his back, and he was leaning over the squad car. So the cop does a search and finds marijuana cigars, a box of marijuana cigars, Mm -hmm. and puts them on the top of the car, and the guy in his handcuffs, his handcuffs, leaning over the cop car, starts to eat the pot. Cigars! Oh, it was just going to go to waste. He, if he tries didn't. to eat a whole box with the cop sitting right there. So weird. Right? While attempting to flee, a law officer said that he had uh, dropped a bag that controlled pills as well lorazepam, oxycodone. Um, so I'm going to be friends with D Day. <laughs> D Day does good work. Uh, the sheriff's office said 1.4 grams of a substance that tested positive for THC was found inside the package. Hmm. So, unfortunately, uh, ha- uh, handcuffed and leaning over the car, he was unable to finish the, the weed cigars. Well, that's kind of a bummer, right? <laughs> Did he think that he was going to be able to eat the whole box? And uh, in handcuffs with the cop right there? They're not edible. You're eating weed. (laughs) I mean, weed is edible. Done correctly, yes. (laughs) I I don't think this guy did anything correctly. And that's why. Dumb. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Okay, here's how I knew it was bad. Allie was on vacation last week. Mm-hmm. And she emailed the show to tell us how furious she was about the lady she had read about online. And I said, hold it. Wait, hang on to your rage. You're going to be back on the radio soon enough. We'll save it till Monday. So we did We did not touch this while you were gone. Good name for an Alley podcast, by the way. Hold on to your rage with Allie McKay. <laughs> I love it. You guys, this uh, this blew my mind in a way that I wasn't prepared for. Listen, 
I understand mommy bloggers have a place in the world. A lot of times they'll do lifestyle posts, children rearing posts, that type of thing that new moms really get into. You can learn great tips, all of that. But I think a lot of mommy bloggers are garbage human beings Mm. that use their children in a way that is disgusting. Mm. Now the point, uh, (sighs) forgive me, I'm not in the mommy blogger circuit, but Mm -hmm. the point is to... (laughs) To help educate other people who are either going through or have gone through what you have with being pregnant, having a baby, raising a kid, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you about a woman named Katie. She runs a popular Instagram account called Bauer Power Blog. She's got about 53,000 followers. She typically does parenting lifestyle tips, that type of thing. Posts a ton of stuff Mm -hmm. about her children. So, last week, she made a... um, A huge misstep, really, in posting about her son, Weston. The post started off very sweet. It's Weston's sixth birthday. So picture of cute Weston. Mm -hmm. Thankful for Weston today. My Weston was just the best baby, cuddly and easy, but a hard toddler. Always on the move, slow to talk, which led to lots of crying. But he's one of the most helpful and sweethearted little boys. She goes on, she goes on, ends it with, and when he hugs and kisses you, you believe it. And I'm like, all right, that's nice. I wouldn't post it because there's so many creeps online. Keep your kids offline. Right. But that's just So far, it's just a a proud mom just loving on her son, right? Not a problem. Let's let's throw this car into reverse as we are going 90 down the highway. Guys, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Instagram never really liked my munchkin, and it killed me inside. His photos never got as many likes. What? Never got comments. From a statistical point of view, he wasn't as popular with everyone out there. <laughs> no, no, what? no, no, no. Maybe part of that was the pictures just never hit the algorithm right. Oh. <gasps> part might be because he was quote the baby for a very short amount of time before LJ came along and then Max and then Ella and people just like babies I say all this because I want to believe it wasn't him (laughs) (laughs) now hold on could it be Weston is there anything that you've seen in the photos does he have a misshapen head or something (sighs) please hold I want to say this because I want to believe it wasn't him that it was on me my insufficiency caused this statistical deficit. What? Because is obviously happening? my munch should get all the love. And his squinty eyes are totally adorable. So she's throwing that in like maybe it's a squinty eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Allie, hang on to your rage. Hang on to your rage. <sighs> so all we can do is this, right? Because I know that my munch deserves all the likes. So she's now asking everyone to like this post about Mason, her squinty-eyed little kid who ain't doing much. No, wait, this is Weston is the squinty kid, right? Oh, I'm sorry, Weston. Why am I calling him Mason? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it's all kind of Mason. Exactly. So the other kid, she's doing this with all of her kids Mm -hmm. online, and Weston consistently... Yes. Comes up low, short. The lowest number of likes. And people just, you know, it might be because he was only a baby for a short yeah, amount of time. Sure. Then she started having the other kids. People just don't like uh, older kids as much. They you gotta guys. put him up for adoption, right? He I, can't live in that family I and mean, bring the average down. For sure. 
Um, she then says, P.S. I wanted to clarify that I revealed this feeling because I know one day he will see the numbers oh, and have no, to learn no. that his value is not in online approval. You're, everything about this is your online approval. You're upset that Weston isn't getting the likes You're that teaching you him want. that's all that matters. Absolutely. Yeah. He's the Tito Jackson of the Bowers. <laughs> Absolutely. (laughs) This is a hard lesson for anyone to learn, and I'm thankful I have learned it. I hope you can be understanding and not take things out of context or believe that this in any way affects how I see or treat my children. All comments and well wishes I read to the birthday boy. Really? Read this one. Your mom is awful. Wow. (laughs) Run away, Weston. She does love all of her kids except Weston, right? She's got to. She's mostly because of the algorithm, though. Right, sure. Not because he's heinous. Here's one of my favorite things. So um, I read a bunch of think pieces, of course, on this woman. (laughs) But this one... This was Allie's whole Thanksgiving, by the way. think pieces do you need on this woman? Uh, Lacey Lacey Schubert and mommy blogger Uh, uh, think pieces. What a a vacation. I'm just saying. But um, this one is from actually a friend of mine that um, is at Barstool Sports. But he said, gotta be real tough to turn six and learn mommy doesn't love you because you drag down her Instagram (laughs) analytics. And you F up the algorithm that gets on everyone's front page. You're supposed to be focused on earning mother's affection through penne pasta necklaces and hand traced turkeys. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's up at all hours of the night analyzing your like comment ratio and wondering if it's your squinty eyes that strangers hate <laughs> or the fact that you weren't a baby long enough to garner the internet's favor. So of course, people started posting about this and people were writing, nothing shows a parent's love more than their careful scrutiny of their kids' web metrics as a proxy for their own worth. What a human disgrace of a mother. I hope they bought Weston a, a loser cake for his birthday. Oh, just an L. Oh, or just a big cake. L of the cake. Or, or, or yeah. just a cake with like uh, zero and heart. Like Oh, zero likes. Oh, that's so sad. You guys, here's the thing. She has responded in a series of Instagram stories that have obviously expired explaining it was about personal growth for her. She oh. wanted to learn that the likes do not reflect on me. <gasps> she made it worse. Wow. She made it so worse. she wants to make sure her kid is to blame because she doesn't want to fail. Essentially. Wow. I hate everything about this woman, and I want DCFS to take these kids away. If only Weston. <laughs> I no, mean, no, let's be honest. All of them. Let's take all of them. Yeah. This is just, you guys, it is insanity. So, way to go, Katie Bauer Power Blog. I just commented on her last post and I just put, I'm only here for Weston picks. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Okay, I know it's not Christmas time, but I just randomly got a craving for some fruitcake. Can you play some? Yeah. All right. What you making? Fruitcake. I mean, come on, it's after Thanksgiving, right? Right. I'm down it's with Fred, this song. Little Fred Schneider, little fruitcake. Hit it, Steve. What you making? Fruit cake. What you baking? Fruit cake. Candy cherries, red dye number two. Green cherries, green one two. It's fruit cake. <laughs> it's fruit cake. Worst best song ever. Or walnuts. Citrus peel. Okay, got it so far. Lots of stuff. Oh. <laughs> Wait. And what you Oh, no, no, no. Lots of stuff. I can add what, what you... I feel? No, no, no. no, 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 no. no.
No, sir. Definitely not you, Omar. <laughs> DJ Omar Khan is in here. He's got the Christmas spirit. Merry How are Christmas. you? I'm good. I'm great. How are you guys? I understand you were off. Uh, you were off last week, and you did a little uh, little outside decorating at the uh, at the Khan Mansion. I did. I did. And uh, man, I have a problem, guys. Really? Yeah. So is uh, this an intervention? I'm kind of one of these guys who I started about four years ago to try to you know get my Christmas decorations on, you know, and popping. And uh, I've always strived for that old school look where you have the incandescent lighting and it has this warm glow to it and mm-hmm. it's super bright, super classy look, right? Right. And I couldn't get it from the LED lighting. And and this is when I was a no- novice, mm-hmm. I just bought some stuff and I sure. threw it on my house yeah. and, and I, 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 I was like so disappointed in myself. I was like, man, what am I doing with my life, right? right? <laughs> and uh, so the second year, I did a little bit of research and we're like, okay, you got to get the C9s, which the C9s are the mm-hmm. bigger bulbs, and then you can't go wrong with the C9s, LEDs, it'll do the now, trick. Now, where are you getting your information from? Uh, online, YouTube videos. I, I go, okay. I got to go, go talk to the guy at Lowe's. So I get these, and I put them on, and um, it, it takes a lot of work because per light, I have to put a clip on. Because Each I, don't, one. I don't do my stuff all willy-nilly. It's uh, got to be straight, be and it's got to be spaced out right. So, You're Clark Griswold yeah, and, at this and, point. And... I don't get the look I'm looking for, guys, because the LED cannot provide that look, okay? But so I thought is, that's why you went to the... It just doesn't work. It just huh. doesn't happen, guys, okay? so Meaning then, it's, not eno- it's not bright enough? Is it's not you bright enough. You and want it your house have, to be seen from space? Well, well, not only that, but it also has this warm feel to it. I don't know how to explain it, except it has your this kids warm say, feel Daddy, to it. Daddy, I don't know. The house doesn't look very good. It, oh, they talk trash, man. The neighbors look <laughs> little, <laughs> little bastards. Um, hey, good morning Actually, if Kevin you guys are listening. A, Kevin brings up a good point, Omar, that I want to ask as a background for this story. Yeah. Is your neighborhood one where there are a lot of decorations around and it gets a little bit competitive? It's not like a candy cane lane where every house does it. Right. But, but yeah, it does get competitive for sure. For you know? other okay. people? Oh, yeah. Or totally. just you? Um... Have you yeah, talked prob- to the other people? Well, they're not going by and saying, oh, that house sucks like I am. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all a you problem. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, Are you getting, because I, I am a fan of the C9s. Okay. Are you getting the smooth or the opaque? So, so this is good so question. Th- so, mm-hmm. so this year, right. Allie, I go, so, so, so the smooths weren't working out. See, because that's they had, the problem. They had a little blue tint to them. Exactly. Okay? So I tell the guy at Lowe's, I tells him, hey, man, I want, I want this like warm glow feel. Right. He's all, dude, you got to go with these. Right. You can't go wrong with these. These are the ones you are looking the for. Old OG old school. Yes. Yes. It's still LED, though. So, right. so poor guy at Lowe's so, 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 every so time I, he right. sees Omar so, pulling uh, the party. Somebody line. else talked to Omar. <laughs> so I can connect a bunch of them, right? Okay. Like, all right, sweet. So put them on the roof line, and I connect, I think it was like five different uh, strands wow. on there. I'm on there, you know? So, uh, But I only do the bottom roof line because I'm not going to do the top. I want to see how it looks. Sure. It has the same stupid blue tent. Oh, tint. no. So then I go, and I talk to the guy at Lowe's. I says, oh, no. dude, what, how did you steer me wrong? He's just like, well, let's plug these in. And then he plugs in the incandescent ones and the other ones. There's no LED that's going to give me the look that I want. Yeah. Okay. So I had to go in the incandescent ones, plug them in. They look awesome. So this is my first year where I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm like living my best, best life right now. Right. Sure. You know, it's like I, I go outside, I look at my house, and I don't want to barf. Okay? Okay. However, with that said, 
I also went to Home Depot, and this is why I might, I might need uh, the intervention here. Is I went to Home Depot, mm-hmm. and uh, I have these little ten inch candy canes, you know, and I do a little decoration in there. <laughs> <laughs> Please, uh, and I could never find the twenty seven inch ones. Uh huh. And I tried to order them online, and they're always sold out. And then I went to my Home Depot and had 25 of these boxes. Whoa. And I'm like, dude, jackpot. Yeah, because you I, could do a little walkway. Is that, that is, yes. So my whole driveway is just a bunch of candy oh, canes. Oh, I love it it's so awesome. much, and I, and I bought so many, I even did the neighbors. Oh, you because, did Yeah, it. I was like, here you go. Great. Oh. Merry Christmas. I love it. So at the end of Listen everything. Listen to Allie. Guessing every detail before it comes up. <laughs> so, so, so. At the end of this Christmas season, I uh-huh. just looked this up on my uh, Amex has a little thing where you can see how much you spend. Uh-huh. Because yeah, when, when my wife loves going shopping with me during Christmas mm-hmm. because money's no object with sure. me. Like like uh, like I'm a, a like a Merry Christmas al- alcoholic. You know what I mean? I'm a Christmas holic. So it doesn't matter how much. It's not that you have endless money. I don't even it's look just, at the total. You don't even look. I don't okay. even look. I'm like <laughs> slapping it's worth it. down exactly. So uh, this season alone, within like two days, almost about a thousand dollars in Christmas <gasps> decorations. Oh, Are wow. you kidding oh, wow. me? God. Sorry, okay. kids. Daddy's tapped. <laughs> <laughs> no so, gifts. Yeah, but my house looks amazing. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know, guys. I don't hey, know. Does anyone, has one person come over and knock on your door and said, you know what, dude? Nailed it. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. It's, like early. it's, early. it's early in the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're going to come. But, oh my God. You know what it did, did happen the other day? Uh, last night, a car did the slow roll. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. Oh, wow. Check it out. I am proud of you. Thank you very much, Allie. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Hey, uh, Monday morning on the Kevin and Bean Show means two words, you guys. And those two words are great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for Great News Today. Great News. I'm going to start today in Colorado. A nine-year-old boy, Alex Rains from Lakewood, has gathered three generations of his family to help make a difference. Knitting warm hats for anyone who might be stuck out in the cold this season. Hmm. Kid's nine and he's knitting that sounds I like the work. kind of kid you ordinarily would beat up, Kevin. How dare you, sir? I'm, I'm working saying. on a hat for one of the many people who cannot afford a hat. In case if they're out in the cold and they don't have a lot, they don't have enough money to get a hat. My grandnephew Alex, who started a project, Alex's Warm Hat Projects. Um, I saw a news article of a person who was discharged from the hospital in a hospital gown and socks, waiting at a bus stop in the snow. Oh. Imagine that. You leave the hospital and you have to wear that horrible gown. Hey, out. sometimes that's all they have. I mean, we've right. seen stories, we've seen terrible stories in L.A. where people get released from the hospital and sent out in just that flimsy gown. Um, Alex's aunt uh, Judy drops them off at uh, food banks and at different homeless shelters. Um, they say they're up to 300 Knitted caps. My mom watched some videos and taught me how. Except for Aunt Sherry, everybody else learned to knit on YouTube. <laughs> Aunt Sherry's like, I know how to do it. What's I'm wrong not, with you people? I'm not teaching you watching video. <laughs> Why don't you guys watch YouTube? <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I'm counting. And she knits real knit, not loom knit. We probably have over 300 now with everything, hats and scarves. So we just keep going. Anybody can do small, simple things like this to help somebody. 
Kid's nine. Wow. He's nine it's years old. It's good exactly. kid. Exactly. That's my great news. I liked it. Well, my story is about a man named Gene. He was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy, congestive heart failure. He was um, eligible for a new heart just waiting for a donor, and he waited a long time, 12 years. Wow. So after more than a decade of pain, discomfort, stress, he found out that his prayers had been answered. He would be getting a new heart. And in May, they said, it's coming. So just six months after receiving the transplant, Gene planned to participate in the annual turkey trot race on Thanksgiving Day in Aurora, Ohio. So Fox 8, the local affiliate there, ran a story on him like this man waited, you know, Obviously, 12 years now he's going to do this turkey trot. Maybe don't push it. Turkey trot. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, How great is this? So they air the story, and a family was watching, the Stebble family. They happened to watch it in real time, and they saw the name Gene flash across the screen and remembered the letter that they received from the recipient of their son Cody's heart. The letter was signed Gene. They didn't have a ton of different information, but they realized, okay, this is him. The timing, wow. it all adds up. It's perfect. The Stebble family lost their son Cody in April in a complete freak car accident. So they decided that they were going to go to the race and cheer on basically a part of their son that was living on in Gene. So Thanksgiving morning, they came from Norwalk. What a blessing. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. To meet the man who found new life in their son's death. What a wonderful gift. Mom, I want you to hear this first. Brought to tears listening to Cody's heartbeat. (laughs) I I don't know how to describe it. Like having him back for just a brief moment. (laughs) This, their first Thanksgiving without him. Just a horrible, tragic accident. But at least something good came out of it. And that's that's what I try and think about every day. Wow. So they got to go. They got to meet Gene. They got to listen to their son's heartbeat living on inside of him, which is uh, just beautiful. It is. And please, uh, please take note of this for folks who are tearing up hearing this story. This is why you have to be an organ donor, Absolutely. kids. Because it's ridiculous to bury as sad as it is in that moment when you lose a family member to bury working organs that can give life to somebody else. That guy waited 12 years. Yeah. Unbelievable story. No word on how he did in the turkey trot, but wouldn't you be pissed if you went and they're like, come on, where's Gene? He's just like pulling up the rear all slow. I mean. It's turkey trot. Right. And that's my great news. That is great news. Hey, uh, remember the story we did a few weeks ago on Great News where uh, somebody who was in the hospital ended up buying in on the lottery, uh, lottery ticket. ticket that they yeah. ended up winning? Right. And everybody was so surprised that the people who work at the hospital told the guy about it because the guy never would have known that he won. People were so stunned. Well, this is another one of those kind of stories where somebody might not have known their contribution was so valuable. But there's a homeless guy in Canada named, named Adam Gillian. And he was scrounging through a trash can and came across a ratty picture of Bambi 
the Disney character Bambi. So he took it to an antique dealer named Alexander Archibald to see if it was worth anything. So Archibald looked at it and thought it was a replica of an animation cell, maybe from the 80s or 90s. He thought he could uh, clean it up a little bit. It might sell for 80 bucks, maybe 100 if he got lucky. So he paid the homeless guy $20 for it. But when he took it out of the frame and flipped it over, he discovered that there was a certificate of authenticity on it, and it had a copyright date of 1937, <gasps> wow. which, by the oh, way, was wow. five years before Bambi even came out in the theaters. No. So this was an early working model of what Bambi would end up being that somebody had obviously done at the Disney Animation Studio. So now he realized he had something that was worth a lot more than he anticipated, and he knew it was going to sell for a bunch of money, and he was not going to take it all. So then he went on a mission to try to track down the homeless guy who had brought it into him so that he could split whatever he sold it for with him. And it ended up selling for $3,700. Wow. So he literally drove around Edmonton looking for people and talking to other homeless people to try to track this guy down. And eventually he did and gave him a check for $1,600.35, threw in an extra $100, bought him lunch, and then said in an interview, I was homeless when I was in seventh grade. I had to help pay my parents' bills, so I had to sell antiques on the side. That's how I got started in the business. But that's why I have such sympathy for other homeless people. He also started, as a lot of these stories end up, a GoFundMe page to help Gillian get off the streets and get a hotel for the winter. And the account quickly exceeded its $10,000 goal. So finding that Bambi cell really turned this guy's life around. And it's all because of the generosity of the antique dealer who decided that he was going to share the money with the man who brought in the cell. Isn't that a wonderful story? Uh, It is, is, except for the... Wrote him a check. I mean, just <laughs> <laughs> know what the homeless guy's going to do with a check. Maybe just burn it to stay warm. <laughs> and that's my great news. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, K Rock. Before we get into the uh, inappropriate or unpleasant or downright racist things that were said at your mm. Thanksgiving table, you, the Kevin and Bean listener, and take your calls at 1 800 520 Let's go around the room real quick and find out how everybody's Thanksgiving dinner was. Kevin, how was yours? Fantastic. You had family in from out of town, right? Yep. So you hosted. Uh, no, we have a neighbor who hosts every year. Nice. And nice. Uh, makes like four turkeys and just goes way over the top. And we always say, thank you so much. This is so great. And they're like, oh, no, we love it. It's our pleasure. We'd be upset if you didn't come over. Awesome. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're the best. So no then, wonder you won't ever move. So then we go home, and the house is very clean. And that's a very yeah. nice thing. Do you ever see those people outside yeah. of Thanksgiving? Okay, yeah, you do. So you're not just there sponging that for that big meal <laughs> once a year. I mean, it is mostly just that day, but okay. it's a longer day. Mm-hmm. How about you, Allie? <laughs> um, I went to, um, every year I go to Thanksgiving with the Willards, the lovely uh, Fred Willard, and his daughter Hope hosted it this year because it's the first year that um, Mary Willard, the matriarch of the family, um, mm-hmm. she passed away. So it's the first year without Mary. So oh, it, that must have been tough. It was tough, but Hope did... Um, the most amazing meal, like shockingly, because for weeks leading up to it, she's like, Allie, I don't know how to cook a turkey. <laughs> this is going to go real bad. It was wonderful and it was lovely and it was just a celebration of all the lovely people that I just hold so dear. No one that that's your uh, that's your LA family. That's my LA family. Yeah, yeah. because during um, when I worked on TV, it was always November sweeps. You cannot leave during the month of November. Right. So I couldn't fly to where my parents had moved to. So but this year you had the time, in. so you flew. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> did, did anyone say anything <laughs> offensive or racist? 
Uh, no, no. Oh. I think that's just Jensen's family. Yeah. One, one time. Oh. One, one but, time. But one good time. Yeah, one good <laughs> one time. One time you'll always remember. This is what we want to get into, by the way. And let me just read this before we hear what happened to Jensen. And we're taking your calls at 1-800-520-1067. If anyone said something at the Thanksgiving table that started a fight or somebody got stabbed with a fork because of. For many Americans, regardless of politics, race, gender, or creed, the Thanksgiving dinner table is an emotional minefield hiding underneath a kitschy tablecloth. As turkey time draws near, expectations and worries about relatives' behavior begins to mount. <laughs> While the media drum toll doles, uh, drum doles out device, uh, advice about how to manage tensions. In truth, the holidays are one of the few times when an assortment of people with different political beliefs are apt to meet in real life. And this year, more than ever, I would imagine, families who can't even stand each other on Facebook have to sit across from each other at the dinner table. But, and you know inevitably it's inevitably the news is going to come up when you're having a conversation, but right? do you sort of, if you, if you know you're in that situation, don't you sort of say, let's just not talk politics Yeah, steer today. clear. Let's just not bring I that up. I think you'd have... Although think you're you- right, Bean, I assume there's like one dude or one girl that just has to say something. Can't help right. themselves. Even if you come up with that kind of deal. All right, Jensen. Uh. Well, <laughs> you don't sound off, happy about this. First off, I had a great Thanksgiving this year with no rude comments or racism. I'm mm-hmm. happy about that with my family. But in the early 90s, I had an uncle who was a uh, quite a man. He was, <laughs> he was nice to me, I guess is something you say. Sure. Uh-huh. But he was from that generation. He passed away 20-something years ago. Uh, he was from the generation where things would just fly, I think. like yeah, uh, no matter race, what you said, it was fine. Yeah, racist comments, I think, sure. just lived. Sure. And one time in like 92, 93, uh, we were at the Thanksgiving dinner table and he was uh, talking about a man he worked with at the junkyard and he threw out the N-word. Oh, no. In the middle of the Thanksgiving at dinner. At the Thanksgiving dinner. And I was young enough to be like, oh, God. Like, I, even I knew <laughs> it was the worst thing I've ever heard. And, uh, and Now, was his friend at the junkyard Fred or Lamont? Do you remember? Yeah. So I was like, uh, I just, I remember being, you know, I wasn't, I was too young to be like, oh, God. Like, I was too young to really address it. Mm. But you know inside, like, that wasn't right. That was right. And there were people... <laughs> People at the dinner table who were like, hey, come on, you know, like sort of tried to calm him out of it. But it was just like, it was so weird to hear something so offensive at the Thanksgiving dinner yeah. table. Uh, well, uh, some people would argue that everything about Thanksgiving is offensive, though, <laughs> really. And if that conversation comes up, if you've got your, you know, you got your uh, liberal uh, uh, college daughter home yeah. who wants to school you on indigenous people, that could turn into an unpleasant conversation as well when so, you're just trying to enjoy some turkey. Yeah, so you're saying that it was on brand. <laughs> it's on brand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. What hey, uh, Muggs just uh, stepped into the yes, studio Muggs, from the microphone. Do I turn on his it's microphone? Okay. Muggs was invited. I All asked right. him to come it's in because you, before we go to your calls, uh, Muggs apparently, uh, what, did it get a little bit frosty at your house this year, Muggs? Oh, yeah. Mama Muggs and I got into it. Oh. Yeah. All was- all about Peppa Pig, though. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, what's the what's the not like? I figured or... it would be Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. what, no. Yeah, what's the dispute about Peppa Pig? Well, She's awesome. Well, she, uh, the argument was that Peppa Pig 
takes place in Australia, the actual cartoon. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, Mom, it's a British television show that mm -hmm. takes place in Britain. And That's what Brit I thought, too. They're British pigs. No, no, they're Australian. And she just wouldn't let it go. She just got hammering it. I'm like, hold First on. First of all, kudos for having a really important conversation. <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, how do you turn that into a fight? Well, especially my my two-year-old daughter was right there, too. She happened to be watching Peppa Pig on the phone. You know, you have to keep her occupied at the sure. time. So... It kept on going. She wouldn't let it go. I'm like, all right, mom, you know what? I'm going to bring out the decider, which is Wikipedia. The decider. <laughs> bring <laughs> out the decider. <laughs> which I brought out, and sure enough, Peppa Pig is a British animated television show taking place in Britain. No, no, it's Australia. I'm like, mom. You're like Donald Trump now. You are. Oh no. You are. Oh, way to go. Thank you're you. Much, you're pretty much claiming fake news now, Mom. This. This is. I have proof. Oh, Calm you had down. to turn. You had to. Right? You had to bring President T into exactly. it. Exactly. It got heated. Heated. <laughs> does it just go back pig. after that? Does it just go back to dinner? Like yeah, normal? just went back. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> Super creepy. Games were delicious. <laughs> you didn't have to go sit at the kids' table or anything after nope. that, did you? No. Nope. <laughs> See, I just think in general, if you're bringing up the president at, at, at the table as an insult, you're asking for it. That's not that's not how you settle that argument. You don't make it better. Also, I like my Peppa Pig separate from my politics. So. <laughs> I agree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. I don't know what we're going to get. 1-800-520-1067. Uh, we are looking for your calls. Do we? Uh, is my screen working, Kevin? Yes. Is your screen working? Yes. Do we have anyone to go to right now? Not right this second. Okay. No. All right. 1-800-520-1067. Somebody said something over the Thanksgiving table this year or another year. Tell us the story. We can't wait. We'll talk to you next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean. K-U-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Remember the time we were uh, taking calls on Thanksgiving disasters, Kevin, and a mm -hmm. guy called in whose grandma died at the dinner table? Yep. That was, no. the, that was That's not a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't think that's what you want. Although that's more pumpkin pie for everyone else, I guess. <laughs> sure. Uh, we're talking about... That's uh, mean. Always looking on the bright side. <laughs> that's what I'm about. I'm Mr. Uh -huh. Positive. Right. Talking about uh, somebody said something inappropriate at uh, Thanksgiving this year or a previous year. We want to hear about it. Jensen had an incident uh, some years back where an older <laughs> relative thought it was fine to use the N-word. Yeah. Kind of put a pall over the, uh, over the holiday a little bit. So we're taking your calls at 1-800-520-1067. Why don't we get started with our new friend, Lala. Lala is in Santa Clarita on line four, please, here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Lala. Hey, guys. Um, so my brother-in-law and my sister have been married for six years now. And my aunt and her whole family came into town from Arizona. And she found out that my brother-in-law is Republican. And um, they got into it over immigration and how um, you're not uh, illegal, that you're just doing an illegal crime. But don't, they, so they, un but don't they understand that politics is so divisive and don't bring it up? Yeah, we, we, they got into it for a good 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, the kids were upstairs playing and didn't hear any of it. But it, it got pretty heated. Mm -hmm. Did anyone uh, just settle it like we settle things now and just get pepper spray? Yeah, no, no. You should have pepper that sprayed might, the kids uh, actually to make it to make it news appropriate. <laughs> no, uh, my dad actually got in and was like, "Okay, guys, let's change the subject." All and right. things kind of simmered down after that. Good, gotcha. Man. Yeah, it's not what you're looking for at Thanksgiving. That's for sure. Appreciate the call, Lala. Thank you so much for listening. Let's go to Miguel San Ramon, please. Line two up next on the Kevin Beach Show. Hey, Miguel. Hi, how are you? Good, thank what, you. What's going on, man? Well, everybody in my family knows that I'm an atheist, and I have a aunt who always wants to save my soul. So every time she was 
we were doing prayer and she started talking about how, you know, hopefully that she I could be saved and I can find the Lord and all this good stuff. But she's talk so she's basically talking to you instead of God? Basically, yeah. Yeah, okay, uh, okay. And so when I told her, I'm like, why, why do you do that? You know, uh, what I do doesn't affect you. She's like, well, you know, it's because of all this ungodliness in Northern California. And that's why all the fires happen up there. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. yeah, so that was a bit upsetting. So I ended up in the kids' table on my own. Cause I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> Miguel, you are responsible for the death of over 70 people. Uh, Apparently, yeah. Acres and acres of home damage. Saw you, Miguel. But you'll have plenty of time to think about it in hell when you're gone. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for uh, listening to the right show. Thank you. We appreciate it. Let's go to Caroline, line uh, one. Jensen, I think you're going to find this story very familiar. Okay. Hey, Caroline. Hey. Hey, Hey guys. How's it going? It's going well. Good morning. So, yeah, so uh, just like Jensen, um, so this was like back in the, the late 80s, mm-hmm. and uh, me and my parents were at Aunt Sarah's house, Thanksgiving, and I can't remember, you know, anything, I was really young, so I can't remember anything else in the conversation other than my my sweet Aunt Sarah dropping the N-word, and like Jensen, I, I was, you know, too young to say anything, but in my head, I, it was shock, and I was like, Oh my God! I had no idea Aunt Sarah was a racist. <laughs> it was such a shock. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and it's crazy that it took. I mean, look, there are still people who use that word, but it's crazy that it took so long for it to be as tamped down as it has been. You know what I mean? Like even in the eighties, even the nineties, even the two thousands, it was so much more common than it is today. I think we're starting to get a handle on it. Am I being overly optimistic not by a, saying that? Not at uh, Caroline's uh, Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> in our bubble. Well, at least, yeah, well, at least, at least like, this was a long time ago. Yeah, but. true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like Jensen, my answer, I guess, was on brand. Yeah, on brand. <laughs> Just killing it. Yeah. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. First Alley's here with What's Happening on a Monday. Were you guys pretty upset back in June when we found out Jerry Springer, the Jerry Springer show would not be airing anymore? I mean... They had 27 years worth of reruns. Yeah. It didn't seem like they needed to make new shows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it had been on, he's right, uh, since 1991. Wow. Oh, end and of an you, era. End when you, of an era. When you tune in, you can't tell whether that show was taped this year yeah, or true. It, it's or so true. 2000. It's you know? so true. Remember at the end, he would say, uh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was Jerry. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was someone else. Um, well, he's back, you guys. He is not going to be doing the Jerry Springer show. He is returning to syndicated TV next fall in his own courtroom show from NBC Universal. He's going to be Judge Jerry. He's going to hear cases and render a verdict. Is he a He's lawyer? Not a judge. No. He has a law degree. He is. He's yeah. definitely a lawyer, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that's all you need to play a judge on TV. He said, for the first time in my life, I'm going to be called honorable. <laughs> I mean, this is, oh, Yes. <laughs> I, I love Jerry. We've had Jerry on many times. He's always he's fascinating. Great. I love Absolutely. him. Absolutely. And he's a foreigner, too, by the way. Remember? Born no, in Britain. Where's he from? Britain? England, yeah. Really? Cool story. Um, it's already been sold in 75% of the country to major station groups. So get ready next fall for I'd, Judge Jerry. I'd buy that in a second. 
That's if I was a oh, network, I'd be like Jerry sure. Springer is a judge. Sure. Absolutely, and there are a ton of those those judge shows of people I've never heard of. I have no idea who they are yeah. and why they have a show. I mean, Jerry Springer at least got a built in name and audience. Does uh, Steve Bilkos still have He's, his show? Steve Bilkos, yeah, he sure does. Yeah, they're going to actually be sh- um, filming in the same area at the Stanford Media Center in Connecticut. Yeah. Now, will You're Jer- will Judge Jerry allow the defendant and the uh, accused? No, wait, the defendant and and the, and the plaintiff. Plaintiff, plaintiff mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Will he allow them just to s- settle it with throwing chairs at each other? I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I hope at some point yeah, the yeah. defendant's like, get a load of these. <laughs> right? At some point. <laughs> and I, I have sex with your sister. Come on out. <laughs> you are the father. That's Maury. That's Maury. Yeah, Maury. Maury. I was just also giving you. Also in the same yeah, area. Same they area. all film at the same area. They all film in Connecticut? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Stanford Media Center. Yeah. It's a strange thing to know. Yeah, it's odd. It is weird. Okay. He used to, more used to film in New York because when I was on the Maury Povich show, it was in New York. Um, hold on. What? I'm sorry. Wait, wait stop. Wait, wait what? Hold, hold up. up. Please. Hold up. Hold up. This has to do with the Clippers, too. What? <laughs> so, my first ever job in media uh-huh. was Extra Sports 1150. I did uh, the sports updates for John Ireland and a guy named Derek Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when Steve Mason was taking some time, so Derek Hall was uh, John Ireland's partner at the time. Too much background. Okay. Um, we did a whole thing about uh, when are the Clippers going to win... Sorry about 15 that. seconds in, he's bored. When are the Clippers going to win their first game? And I was like, you guys are awful. Just have some faith in the Clippers. And they're like fine live on a billboard until the clippers win their first game and i was like okay <laughs> so i became ally mcbillboard and i mm. lived on a billboard until the clippers won so maury povich had me out to do the show because they did a show on weird things you did to gain notoriety so it was me up there there was um sorry there was a uh, a guy that used to sell his pee on the internet what? for what? people to pass drug tests there's a I'm sorry, so you and the guy that the guy sold that his pee? Sold his pee. <laughs> okay. And then the other was a family whose father had cheated on their mom, so they put a big A adulterer sign in their Whoa. front yard. So, yeah, I was there, and I was on the show, and they actually had to stop the taping at one point to tell me, and I quote, Ah, oh, Allie, if you Too could, much background. <laughs> if you could stop rolling your eyes as they're telling their story, because oh. we're catching you on camera. But I'm the like, other two are so shameful. They were disgusting yeah, you did, human you beings. Did a, you did, did a right radio thing. bit. Like, they did exactly. shameful things. Yeah, but I was on Maury Povich. Nobody, what? Whoop. Well, where do we get those clips? We right? need to find it, right? Okay. Well, look, the yeah. audience is out there. Absolutely. Those yeah! were the days. Way to stick it, Allie. Way to stick it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You guys, the Lion King teaser. Did you see it? Did you see it? I sure did. I, I did, did not. I did, yeah. That's real good. 90-second teaser for the upcoming Lion King remake. It was the second biggest one-day debut ever with 226... I'm sorry, 224.6 million views worldwide. In 24 hours? In 24 hours. I got, you know, a, hot, I got a hot take real quick. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Eh. Really? How dare you? Eh, but I'm now, confused. Now, hold on. The, the original? No, no, no. The original the live? Okay. No, the trailer. Here's the thing. Trailer, it's okay. not live action. They no, keep going, that's oh, well, no. one of my it's, questions. It is yeah. weird. It's yeah. a computer-generated film. Also, yeah. it's just the Lion King cartoon done in like a weird CGI. 
Well, yeah, I don't know but... if that's going to be the case for the movie, but the trailer is a shot-by-shot remake of the trailer for the original animated line. Yes. Well, I doubt that they shot things just for the trailer, so these have to be clips from the movie, which looks like an exact replica of the cartoon. Well, how are you going to switch it up? You don't. It's a basic story. Why, I like would, why would I see it then? Yeah. Because it looks amazing, and Donald Glover, and but if it's exactly James the Earl same, Jones, you've seen it. Yeah. Beyonce, what is wrong with you people? I don't know. I'm, anyway. I'm real eh. Well, I said it was the second biggest one-day debut ever. Do you know what had 238 million views in a 24-hour period following its debut? Uh, Kevin Star Beans, Rockstar? It's a great quit. It's Both. Great. Very good. Uh, no. Star Wars something? Mm-mm. Hmm. It was uh, the first trailer for Avengers Infinity War. Ah, All right. Sure. All right. Well, this is all very upsetting because I watched it and I cried and I thought it was beautiful and I cannot wait until July 19th of next year. However, of course, I posted the trailer and immediately people are like, you know what this could use? Some Omar editing. (laughs) No, it cannot. (laughs) We're going to have to play that for you, Jensen. The most upsetting day of my life occurred right here on the show playing the trailer for Winnie the Pooh. And that's from a woman who lived on a billboard. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. I watched her die. Yeah, oh, he saw my soul literally leave my body. I was so pumped to play the Winnie the Pooh trailer. Yeah, the sad one. Oh, and I just, tears, and oh, I explained the whole thing, but do we have it? We have it, yeah. Uh, What to do, what to do, what to do. What to do indeed. Christopher Robin. I lost my ass. Omar so did oh. apparently Winnie the Pooh. Omar just edited that in, and that's all she needed. Yeah. I uh, I saw that over the holiday weekend, too. Christopher Robin? Yeah, it's cute. It's oh, it's cute. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's, it's, good. it's good. It's good. What is wrong with all of you? What do you there love? Was less farting in Good. it than I expected. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, DJ Calatina, Turner Rita Ora, not Josh Bredenfield. That's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. What does Monday mean? Andrew Siciliano from the NFL Network and the Red Zone on DirecTV. Hey, Andrew, how are you, man? Good morning, guys. How was your Thanksgiving weekend? Very good. Thank you. It was nice. Did you, uh, yeah. did you travel? Did you go back to D.C.? I was able to get back to D.C., able to get back here safely before the storm. Um, it's always nerve-wracking, but yay, planes landed on time. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't imagine what it was like with that snowstorm throughout the Midwest yesterday. How many flights ended up being canceled? Hundreds and hundreds for people who were trying to get back home, right? That's why I come back on Saturday morning. Yes. Smart man. Very smart. Less family time, better, too, by the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Andrew, I don't know where you want to start, but I'm going to propose we start with Philip Rivers yesterday for our Los Angeles Chargers. That I was following. I wasn't watching the game, but I was seeing your updates as he was 20 for 20, 22 for 22, 24 for 24. And I was thinking, what the hell is going on out there? There are a lot of quarterbacks that have really good first halves, like Cam Newton, I believe, was... 15 of 15 or 16 of 16 yesterday at the half. Right. Like Baker Mayfield was 13 of 14. So there are a lot of quarterbacks that can do do the perfect thing in the first half. And then it just never materializes again when they come out of the locker room. Phillip came out in the third quarter and kept going 
perfect. I mean, and he, these weren't all check downs. I mean, he, he got forced out of the pocket a couple of times, hit guys on the sideline or hit guys as he's about to, you know, get sacked and guys are falling out of bounds. And, and, and he was perfect. And honestly, this is not going to turn into a, the Chargers don't have a lot of fans here. Why don't more people go to the StubHub Center thing? But it's going to. Phillip's amazing. He is, yeah. And this team is really, really good. And you guys know I'm partial to the Rams. It blows my mind that more people don't want to go to that building and see that team. I know Melvin Gordon got hurt, but that team is really good. Not to mention that uh, seeing them at StubHub. Seeing them at StubHub is amazing because you're so close. Do you think it's the bolo ties? It could be the bolo yeah. ties. No, the bolo ties would make him awesome. Are you kidding me? This is what Philip Rivers does. So Philip Rivers has has like a pimped out. I don't want to call it a van. It's kind. It's not really a stretch limo. It's like this van slash truck. It, it's a bigger vehicle. He still lives in San Diego, people, because that's where his kids are. Mm-hmm. His, his, he has like seventeen kids, and and he still lives in San Diego. And he gets a driver to drive him back and forth from Costa Mesa to San Diego every day. So he can sit in the back of this truck, this van, whatever it is, and watch film and do his job. Wow. Yes. And he wears bolo ties and he still throws the ball like that, that old man at the park. (laughs) He has a really weird delivery. Yeah. He has an awful delivery. He really does. <laughs> well, we can all realize like, it. Like Jim Furyk has that awful golf swing, or Charles Barkley, although he just corrected it, has that awful golf swing. Sure. And you want to just hug the guy and say that's not how you do it, but he <laughs> does do it that way, and he may be in the Hall of Fame one day. Well, how many did it end up being? 25 consecutive passes before he missed one, right? 25 consecutive passes. Now, one of them was like a little flip. To, uh, to a running back, to Melvin Gordon or whatever, cutting in front of him, that now counts as a pass. Well, it's always been a pass, but yes. 25-25, and the Chargers now wait to see how bad Melvin Gordon's knee injury is. They're praying he can come back by the end of the season. My colleague Ian Rappaport said that is at least the initial diagnosis, but if he does not come back, uh, that's a big deal. I'll just bring it up because nobody else has. They were playing the uh, Cardinals. <laughs> they were playing the Cardinals. But the Cardinals get out to a 10 nothing lead. Yep. And don't, yep. Over, don't overlook the fact that, that Josh... Rosen is from Manhattan Beach, which is only you know like like an hour in traffic from Carson, and so <laughs> okay, you know that was a big deal. We are uh, talking to our friend Andrew Siciliano from DirecTV's Red Zone Channel and NFL Network's Up to the Minute. I was all prepared about three quarters of the way through that Giants-Eagles game to have another conversation with you about what's wrong with the Eagles. But that second half, man, it was like a completely different team, wasn't it? And the Giants' woes continue. How much longer, by the way, is Eli going to be quarterbacking that team? Or is that a dumb question to ask because it's not his fault? Well, I mean, the Giants management has shown a stubbornness to stick with him. I'm all for Eli, but I, I do think this should be it. I think it would behoove everyone to simply move on, but I'll believe it when I see it. They had that team on the ropes. We were sitting here this morning. We would sit here this morning and write the Eagles obituary again. Yeah. The defending champions would, in essence, be dead. And I'm actually going to tip my cap to Odell Beckham Jr., wow. whose mildly passive-aggressive comments after the game were dead on, and that is the Eagles – had Malcolm Jenkins and a bunch of dudes who were banged up and off the practice squad in the secondary. Why didn't we throw the ball? And why was Saquon Barkley barely on the field in the second half? I don't know what the Giants were thinking. Uh, they should have won that game. They're not that good. I mean, let's just cut to the garbage here. But <laughs> they're not that good. But they had the Eagles on the ropes. 
Yep. And they let them off the hook. And they you know, look, if the Giants could have won, there would have been three in a row, and it would have been the ridiculous long shot, but we actually could have sat here today and plotted out how the Giants could make the playoffs. And that's absurd. <laughs> that is absurd, yeah. <laughs> that is. All right, one more question, Andrew, and that is another uh, legendary uh, franchise that may have to look at blowing things up is Green Bay. Who do we blame there? What's going wrong with their season? Because I, I consider them a perennial playoff team. At this point, it's unclear whether they're going to make it. No, they're not going to make it. I'd be stunned if they make it. And I do think that um, that Mike McCarthy is is coaching his last five weeks of the Packers. I think that's kind of accepted now. But I, you know, I'll believe him when I see it kind of with the Giants as well. He, here's the crazy thing about this. Aaron Rodgers is playing well, but he's missing a lot of throws that he or any other good quarterback should make it is no longer sacrilegious to say that Aaron Rodgers should have played better because he has left touchdowns on the field the last couple of weeks you could you could hear it in his own voice last night on the podium he he knows he has to play better and that's not just a bunch of cliches he left I mean he made two bad bad throws late in the fourth quarter yesterday and both can be true the Packers have issues and likely are going to change coaches, and Aaron Rodgers needs to play better. It's not sacrilegious to say. But it is weird to hear you say that about a, a, a clear future first-round Hall of Famer. You know, you just don't, you well, don't expect that. He's making them in situations or making those bad throws where you go, what, what, what was that? Because go back to the Seattle game last week on Thursday night, he made a couple of wild throws in the first half where you stand at the table and go, that's the guy who's going to line up in Canton to see enshrined in the Hall of Fame. Right. And then in the fourth quarter, when they need these throws to keep the drive alive or to, or to win the game against Russell Wilson, he doesn't make them. And he makes them like he throws them into the ground. He threw one ball into the ground last night where he's just like, <laughs> what is that? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's fa- it's a fascinating soap opera to watch it unfold every week, Andrew. And you do a fantastic job on the Red Zone Channel on Directv every Sunday, and of course on your Up to the Minute show on the NFL Network as well. We always enjoy catching up with you on Monday, and we'll do it again next time. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. Hey, uh, we have a call. Yeah, we have Mole. How long has it been since we talked to Mole? Hey, oh. hey Kevin Bean. Hey, Kevin Bean. Hey, hey Al. You know who it is. It's yeah. It's we always said it's Mole. We said yeah. Mole's on the phone. Yeah, it's Mole. <laughs> right. Oh, hey Mole. <laughs> we got hey, it. Can How I are... play the game? Can I play the game for that Bud Light? Uh, no, it's not a game for <laughs> yeah, Bud Light. Yeah, we're not giving away beer. <laughs> it's is a backstage. They're sponsoring the backstage at the show. Oh, okay. I don't even understand that. Okay. Listen, I'm just really quick calling to check if there's any dietary restrictions you guys might have for Thanksgiving dinner this week. Oh, no. Wait, no, here's what I got. Oh, wait, I, I, okay, I know. I know Bean can't have mangoes or muscle relaxers, <laughs> and Kevin, Kevin gets all backed up when he has rock cocaine or parsnips. <laughs> Holly, you know. like beets or Demerol? Uh, I can bring both, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Hey, hey, Mole, I hate to be the one to bring this up, but uh, Thanksgiving was last last week. Oh, I get it. I get it. Last, last week. Like, giving thanks is so 2000 or whatever. That's so last week. But listen, man, no. i got a lot to give thanks for this year, so I'm celebrating, okay? Okay. okay. I'm thankful. Let me tell you what I'm thankful for, yes, okay? Yes, please. I'm thankful you could buy a tool on the internet to take off that wheel boot the city keeps putting on your van again. Oh, no. Um, I'm thankful I scored some sweet Dodgers World Series tickets from a buddy of mine just now. For what game? When is the game? 
It's coming up. I don't know. Okay. Okay. All right, good. Uh, I'm thankful for Watermelon Jolly Ranchers. What else? So much. There's so much. What sure. do you guys get to say your toast for? Okay. Well, Again, we all did Thanksgiving last Thursday, although some of the stuff you've described that you're going to be having at your party makes it sound like we should have another one this week. I mean, the Demerol alone makes me want to come to yours. Wait, did I... Did I miss Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving? Because I'm not celebrating They're Friendsgiving. They're both gone. That's a, that's a lame, fake show. Th- Thanksgiving is? Off, no, Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. Okay, I'm not giving friends any of my friend friendly thanks. The show's fake. If it was a coffee shop, where were the Nora Jones CDs and where were the people in the bathroom <laughs> ODing on fentanyl? Not a coffee shop. <laughs> it, is, it does seem fake now that you point that out. That's a good point. I mean, but, I, but I think Thanksgiving was last Thursday and then you do Friendsgiving like Friday or Saturday uh, so of last week. I missed I missed the real Thanksgiving is what you guys are yes. trying to say. Yes. yes. I'm sorry to say that is true. Yes. Everything I made this year is going to be edible, meaning it won't give you food poisoning. Most okay. of it. It's all stuffed with narcotics. Oh, wait. Here's a fun fact. My cranberry sauce is what killed that singer lady from the cranberries. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Don't say yeah. that. That's Thanksgiving. Oh, come on. Grow up, you guys. Come on. <laughs> It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I feel like Mole was confused, you guys. Oh, sweet spirit. He seemed pretty Weird. sharp. Yeah. <laughs> seemed with it to me. <laughs> not, uh, not this coming weekend, but the one after. We're all going to be at the Forum for K-Rock's Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas, Saturday and Sunday, December 8th and 9th. Tickets are on sale now. We're giving away not only tickets for night one right now, but Bud Light backstage passes as well. And we're doing it with a game that we like to call Just a Second. Just a Second! Let's hear the uh, the extended long version uh, oh, okay. remix. Of I didn't Just know that's what you wanted. Yeah, okay. we want the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Just a second. All right, so we're going to play one second. I think it's the first second of a song by one of the bands. Now, what did we decide? We're going to give them a hint by telling them what the band is? <laughs> we should have this conversation off the air. <laughs> really I believe we did decide that we were going to tell them the band, and then they just have to give us the song title. Well, that sounds easy peasy. All right. Who's our first contestant, please? Our first contestant is Eric in Thousand Oaks. Good morning, Eric. Good morning. All right, so you understand the game. We're going to tell you the band, and then you're going to have to tell us which song by that band or artist we're playing, and then you're in the drawing to win the tickets, okay? Sounds beautiful. All right, yours is going to be, we're starting off big, yours is going to be a Third Eye Blind song. This is the first second of a Third Eye Blind song. What song is it? I wish you. One more time. I wish you. Wish you would step back on that ledge, my friend. Um, That's the lyrics, yes. What's that called? Dang. Um, is it is it Jumper? Yes. 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 I wish oh, you beautiful. would step back from that ledge, my friend. Nicely done. I was not expecting him Same. to pull that out. Yeah, that was very well done, Eric. I want to let you know that when that song starts at Acoustic Christmas, you'll see me screaming at the top of my lungs like an Ed Sullivan Beatles. Listen, number. we're joking about Third Eye Blind. That song's a banger. That song is a hot, hot bop. Yes. Yeah. No, I don't care what Wait, any of did you... you say hot, hot bop? Yeah, that's a bop. B-O-P. Bop. It's a hot, hot bop. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to react in that way. Dude, okay. do you want to like maybe be in the front? We can move Abs- up to the front for that? Absolutely. Let's do it, Jensen. I will be screaming yeah. and jumping over my own leg like that 90s dance. <laughs> yes. I'm going to be doing everything at one time. I'm going to do the sprinkler. Hey, guys, we're yeah. doing a game. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. Can we continue yeah. with that? All right. Yeah. Uh, Alejandro from Fullerton. Good morning. Good morning, guys. I see here that you're an interventionist. We need one. <laughs> All right. Your band is AFI. What song is this from AFI in just a second? 
One more time. All right, it's uh, Miss Murder. Yes, yes it, it is. is. Hey. Nicely done. Two. By the way, I'm super psyched about AFI, too. Same. Uh, Lisa in Burbank, hi. Hi there. <clears throat> All right, are you ready for your song? Uh, this the, is the interrupter. The, the interrupters. <laughs> okay. Funny how she interrupted you, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here you go. What's the name of this song? One more time. Oh, I, uh, I'm definitely not Googling. She's kerosene? <laughs> she's a good Googler. <laughs> good Googler. What the thing that she did well was she? It's like, oh, I don't know. And the up, yeah, the is voice? it kerosene? Yes. While we could hear her typing, <laughs> right? That's good. All right, maybe we need to request an answer a little faster. All right, let's go forward. Brandon in Garden Grove. Hi. Hello. Hello, Brandon. Get your hands away from the keyboard. Tell us, please, what song is this by Bad Religion? One more time. Sounds like Sweet Freedom by Michael uh, McDonald to me. It's not. All right. Bad Religion, what song? Is that Sorrow? It is. It is, yes. She's kerosene? Nice to <laughs> <laughs> four for four, you guys. I mean, even though we have some uh, some patriots like cheaters in the audience, right? so far everyone's qualified. All right, let's go to, is it Marlon in Inglewood? Yes, good morning, guys. Good yes. morning. Hi, Marlon. You get uh, the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Here you go. One more time. Oh my God! One more time! One more time! Nope, I can only give it to you okay. twice. All right. Um, today. <laughs> today. today is correct. <laughs> All right. Five so for five. <laughs> Who's next, please? Sophia La Mirada. Hi. Hi there. Hi. Can you say hi? hi? It kind of sounded like a dude. Say your say hi again. Hello. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm glad you're on the line. You're going to have hi. 30 seconds to Mars. 30 seconds to Mars in just a second. What song is this, please? One more time. The kill. Yeah, she got it. She got the kill. Okay. <laughs> what if I wanted to break? Peeps are great. Right? Was, so, was Sophia Muggs from the other room? I'm not positive. <laughs> let's uh, let's keep going until somebody misses one of them. Uh, all right. Uh, why? <laughs> Is that our goal? <laughs> all right. Thomas in Burbank. Hi. How's it going? Good. Thank you. Loser. All right. You ready? <laughs> let's do it. You get Greta Van Fleet. Right. Go ahead. Here you go. One more time. Hi. I'm sorry, what? Hi. How about high? You're high. Yeah. (laughs) Was he looking in the mirror? (laughs) (laughs) No, that was that was their great uh, breakthrough song, Highway Tune. Are, are you happy that someone lost now, Bean? Or well, we I feel, now I feel kind of bad for Thomas. But uh, everybody was a great contestants, uh, even the one who cheated. Eric, Alejandro, Lisa, Brandon, Marlon, and Sophia all in the running. Only one will win the tickets and the Bud Light backstage passes to night one of K-Rock's Absolute Almost Goose Christmas 2018 Saturday, December the 8th at the Forum. Who's our winner, please? The winner is Brandon. Yay! Brandon. Congratulations, Brandon. 
Thank you. And is your Instagram unbanned yet? It's not. <laughs> it is not. But Man. thanks for bringing up a painful memory. Just a second. Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. Hey, we got uh, time for one more look at what's happening with Allie. Yeah. So we were discussing um, bad things said at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people um, in in the past had heard the N word maybe mm-hmm. mentioned. <laughs> not a good situation. Well, not a good situation over the weekend either. Um, Terry Rossio, he's the Oscar-nominated screenwriter, Shrek, Aladdin, bunch of movies in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. He was going back and forth with people on Twitter because he's a... Um, He's an anti-vaxxer, so he's oh, no. um, he's opposed to people vaccinating their kids. How is he so successful while also being so stupid? Then, uh, well, it gets it gets <sighs> worse. Um, he wound up equating the word anti-vax with the N-word. Oh boy! What? Here's here's his exact his exact tweet. My heart goes out to all the parents of vaccine-damaged children who have to not only endure the sadness of their loss, but also the vitriol of ill-informed and insensitive people such as those here. Anti-vax is equivalent to calling someone a... And then he wrote it out. Not just N-word. He wrote it out. Hardy R? Hardy R. Oh, boy. And Tim Allen is shocked. So a lot of people were like, what? First of all, never use that word. First of all, that's wrong. Second of all, to equate (laughs) it with, oh, saying someone's an anti-vaxxer is the same somehow as calling someone the Terry. um, Excuse me. Uh, Anti-vaxxer is an accurate description of what he claims to be. It's not a slur or an insult. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one one is hate speech. Another one is an accurate description of something you're against. Yeah. Maybe what Vaccinations. He, what he means is he feels like a pariah because he's in a, an unpopular minority. Maybe that's what he, the equation he's trying to make. But yeah, don't help him because <laughs> he deserves none of it. Um, oh, absolutely. He's garbage yeah. human. Yeah. He How had, hard is it to, key, to be a white person yeah. and not say one word? I'm telling you, <laughs> there are some white people that feel that like they need they it. Need they need it. We've asked you to not say, say it's one so word. Bad. But I have a black friend. It's in rap music. That's the other one too. Like they say it about themselves. Uh, okay, don't say one word. How can, How hard is it? Yeah. I mean, I, you can keep all the other vocabulary. Yeah. One word doesn't seem hard. Even Beagle still... Mortensen last week had to say it up during a panel. Yeah, yeah he did. Just stop it. Yeah. This guy, what's his name? Rocio, Mr. Rocio. Terry. Yeah. yeah. Has he gotten over all of his kids dying of polio yet? Has that <laughs> has he has he gotten through that pain? Well, a lot of people don't know that's the origin story of Shrek. Oh, yeah. is it? Didn't vaccinate, oh, wow. and then now look at him. <laughs> or that's a terrible did story. Did vaccinate? <laughs> yeah, or did? Yeah, uh-huh, right? right. Horrible story. Um, he has since apologized. Um, it's a three-part apology on Twitter. If you want to read it, um, like Shrek. It Shrek is, has three yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's not a it's not a great apology. Um, well, I haven't he, seen it, but I will guarantee he didn't mean it. He's uh, he's not good at apologizing either. Um, currently, um, he's writing a Johnny Quest movie for Warner Brothers, and people are like, "Do you do you want him involved when he's he's not great at, at words?" What? Yeah, just just a bad situation all around. And let me tell you something else. A guy who has been in the, uh, as an Oscar-nominated screenwriter, has yeah. been in the industry for 40 years mm-hmm. or whatever it is, 
how is he not more pu- publicity savvy yeah. than to, yeah, to take a risk like that? He's an idiot. That's true. Yeah. Also, you have an empire like that. Pirates of Care, be an empire. Shrek yeah. Like, just stop. Yeah. Like, don't get in your own way, Terry Rosa, yo. <laughs> yo. One word we ask people to not say. I know. I know. One word. It's really <laughs> hard for some people. All the rest of them. Every other word in the dictionary. Say it. <laughs> so, you guys, um, we talked about this earlier, and this is how we got into the whole Tim Allen thing, and we were not aware that Jensen was a huge fan mm-hmm. of, of, what's the noise again? <gasps> And that was at the end of the Opening home credits. improvement. But he also okay. just did it all the time. He, okay, I think it's no, he, oh, 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 he did that, that all the time. Yeah. yeah. But then when you have a, what do you, you think he does that when he has a question? No, he goes <laughs> when he's like in a happy, aggressive place. Okay. okay. But then when he has a question, <laughs> so we mocked him. I <laughs> <laughs> mocked him. Then we found this. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Which sounds just like what we were mocking I mean, it, Jensen for like for identical. a whole segment. Yeah. Insane. But the reason I brought it up, um, he was on Jimmy Fallon and wound up letting everybody know that Keanu Reeves is going to be in um, Toy Story 4. And people were like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) He then brought up the Santa Claus movie, which we all know as Santa accidentally falls off of his roof on Christmas Eve. Then Tim Allen has to become Santa Claus. He has to convince everybody that he's the new Santa. He starts gaining weight and getting the beard, all of that. But he brought up that the original Santa Claus that he had read for and thought that they were going to shoot was quite a bit darker, um, where he actually shot and killed Santa on the roof because he thought he was a burglar. Yeah, that seems ill-advised. Yes. Turns out uh, former Disney honcho Jeffrey Katzenberg told Alan, I don't want my family um, and my family-friendly studio seeing a movie where Santa Claus is murdered. So I think they might have done the right thing at the time. But he also says that um, the children on set believed that he was the real Santa and would often ask him questions. And he didn't always have the best answers for it. So they'd ask him, hey, what do elves eat? And he'd say, I don't know, reindeer. And then the kids would be like, what the hell? What's going on? And then... They would say, why do you like milk and cookies? Uh. And he'd say, because it took the edge off the Jack and Coke. What should he be around kids? Uh. Come on. That's pretty funny. funny. Tim Allen. (laughs) Sounds like he was bad Santa before there was a bad Santa. Exactly my point. I think it's amazing. At one time, by the way, when when Santa Claus was the number one uh, movie in the land, Tim Allen also had the number one book on the New York Times bestsellers list with his autobiography mm-hmm. and the number one show on television at the same time with Home Improvement. He was rolling. He was the he was the hottest thing that in the That was Beans! Fun fact. You just said he was rolling. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, he's but, back on TV with a new show and it's very successful again. He, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's really uh, killing it with his lines. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate everyone this is in Tim this Allen room. For Kevin... Oh, oh. Did you hear that? Oh. Oh, 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 oh. That's, that's what we that's were saying. We the, uh, uh, oh. I'm telling you, when he has a question, it turns into the higher pitch. Into the, uh, that. Okay. That's when he doesn't know what's going on, and Tim Allen doesn't always know what's going on. You watched a lot of Home Improvement. Some would say too much. Big JTT fan over here. Well, who yeah. wasn't? Yeah. Was he the youngest one? J- John Tino Thomas. He was the famous one. No, there were. Yeah, there were two others, but like, come on. Is he the one with the good hair, or was he the blonde or the brunette? He was the brunette that had like the the bob that every kid in the nineties had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Uh, yeah. He was a big teen idol. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Omar, wasn't Omar a huge Tim yes. Allen fan until he met him? Until he met him. And then Tim Allen was a dick to him. Turns right? out that happens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. See? If your hero is Tim Allen, don't meet him. Yeah, I've heard he's not necessarily as family friendly in real life. Correct. Mm. I told you about seeing him sitting right next to him at Depeche Mode. He did not have fun. What a surprise. At Depeche Mode! He was just standing there? It was, yeah. We were in the boxes at the yeah. um, bowl. Hollywood Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> he wasn't having fun. What? He wasn't having fun. He wasn't having no, fun. No, his friends were having a great time, and I like kept looking at his friends, and we're like, yeah, this is awesome. And then we look back at Tim, and he's like, wah, wah. Uh, No, that would have been <laughs> fun. Oh, that would have been better. Okay. Yeah. He would have preferred to enjoy some silence. Oh, <laughs> what? See, that's a depression motel. File. Some birthdays for you. DJ Khaled. Loves McDonald's. Yeah, sure does. tomorrow I'll deal with that. We'll find out all about that tomorrow. Tina Turner, Rita Ora, Natasha Bedingfield, and just for Dave, the guard from the first place Los Angeles Clippers, Woo-hoo! Avery Bradley, and that's what's happening. Thanks, Ellen. And your drive home today. Listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, Random Act of Helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning on all-new Kevin and Bean Show, Eliza Schlesinger joins us. We've got uh, Hassan Minaj on the program. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we've got your uh, tickets for the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas and the Bud Light backstage passes as well tomorrow. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 